Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. When we walk, when we reach, when we play, we're moving through life. Lately, we haven't been moving enough. An estimated 80% of Americans aren't getting their recommended daily physical activity. This is a health crisis, and the solution is in our hands and our feet. It's on our shoulders. It's on our backs. It's in our souls. It's time to move and keep moving, America, wherever you are, however you can. Movement reduces your risk of diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. It improves your brain function, pain management, and immune system. And when you need help, physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are by your side, increasing your strength and mobility and improving your quality of life through prescribed exercise and teamwork. Because we are meant to climb, to dance, to soar, to thrive. Choose to move. Choose physical therapy. Visit ChoosePT.com. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Well, the Pelicans didn't get the job done last night. The Smoothie King Center. They will try again tomorrow against Charlotte. And Coach Willie Green going to have to make some adjustments. Brandon Ingram evaluated in 7 to 10 days. He's got a, a bad hamstring. And that means he will not play against Charlotte. He will not play against Houston. And he will not play against Phoenix. The remainder of the homestand. Unless he gets healthier. But they said 7 to 10 days. 7 days from yesterday's next Wednesday. The next You know, maybe opportunity will be that Friday, next Friday, and that will be against San Antonio on the road. This just in a big game. Got two more against them. You have to get that. You have to win both of them. I honestly think you have to win both of them. The only good thing from last night, the Lakers lost to Houston, the worst team in the Western Conference, who also had 16 wins going into their game like Orlando. They lost, so they didn't gain any ground on you. Um. And then also the Trailblazers lost. They got hammered at Utah. They didn't gain any ground on you. That's about the, you know, the silver lining of it. You, you want us to take advantage and you're going to have to find ways to win as we move forward. Sean Fox here is going to join us as soon as Buddy gets a hold of him at, um, 97.7 Sports Talk up in Fun Row coming up at 2.15. It will be Ali Cosell as we will join him and talk about a little bit more about this team and, and really what are those adjustments that can sort of happen and what can happen with Brandon Ingram being out for a little bit. Here's head coach Willie Green on that. And he said yesterday that it's one of the things they're going to have to try to adjust and do. And in the meantime, they'll have to go back to the drawing board. And um, it's, a, it's another scenario where we have to make some adjustments. And we'll talk about it over the next day and a half, and then hopefully by Charlotte we, we have something figured out. But, you know, it's an opportunity for all of our guys to step up 
um, and take advantage of Brandon not playing. Um, it's hard to make up what he does, but there are things that our guys can do, and, and, and now we got to make some adjustments and try to do it. So we will see what those adjustments will be. We'll, we'll address that with Ali Cosell. Uh, this morning, Brian Windhorse was asked on get up. I'm still going to say it that way. It just sounds better than get up. I don't know why they took away the exclamation mark. What's wrong with the Lakers? People have been blaming Westbrook for this season, but it's really a combination of three things. One, the injuries. LeBron's been hurt. AD's been hurt. Two, Westbrook's a terrible fit. We mm. knew it was a risk, and it has been a terrible fit. But guess what? Last night, Westbrook played. I went and I went and looked it up. I think it's a top three game of the season for him. He scores 30 points. He has two turnovers. And they lose because of the third thing that's the problem. And to me, history will blame Russ, but that's not really the full case. Their defense. They were the number one defensive team in the league last year. When they won the title two years ago, they were number three defensive team. That's what Frank Vogel does. When they traded for Westbrook, they eviscerated their defense, and they are now the number 17 defensive team. You want to know the difference between the Lakers last year and this year? There it is. From 1 to 17 in defense. They give up 120 points in regulation to Houston, who had lost 13 of 14 games and were missing one of their best players in Christian Wood. He was out because he was sick. 120. Bam. Yeah. Uh, look, Caruso is a, is another player that I think is an issue, right? Not having him last year. He was definitely one of those players that definitely, um, you know, helped them for sure. Here's Frank Vogel, the head coach. Of the Lakers. Is there a level of fatigue, uh, with just not getting results? It's hard. You know, it's, uh, it is hard, you know, losing when you're pouring everything you have into trying to get some traction for this group. Uh, it's definitely hard, but, you know, we've got resolve and, uh, we know this is a tough stretch that, that we gotta fight through, you know, until we can get healthy and, um, and try to win as many games as we can. Obviously we thought the, the Golden State game was going to be one that could swing, swing some momentum for us and, you know, we didn't win the next man up game in San Antonio. I thought we could get, capture it again tonight, but, but fell short. Okay. And, uh, LeBron James afterwards on how teams are making them pay when they have mistakes. We just don't have, um, a lot of room for error, you know, and, uh, you know, when we make a mistake or, or, or we break down defensively or we don't get a good look at the basket, um, Teams are literally making us pay every time. It's not like we, we're getting away with things. Um, and it's just that simple. I mean, we, we have very, um, a very small margin of error, you know, this year. Um, and teams are making us pay. Hmm. So anyway, that's what's going on in Lakerland. But again, uh, Pell's not winning 108 to 102, but don't get hurt a ton as the Lakers and the Trailblazers right behind them also lose. One quick bite, and then we'll move on to some NFL topics here. As Ali Cosell and I will go back and touch on this. But I think one of the things that we'll see moving forward is the Pels having to find some scoring from somewhere else and what those adjustments are going to be. And C.J. McCollum had this to say. Where the NBA season goes, you know, injuries are a part of the game. Other players got to step up and be ready to play and, and take advantage of, you know, potentially more opportunities. And I think it puts us all in a position to, to have to figure things out. And I think that's where we're at, just trying to figure things out, uh, try to come up with some wins. 
All right, so obviously quarterback is what we've been talking about here as well when it comes to the Saints. Fletcher Mackel kind of um, thinking that it's still likely to be Jameis Winston. The, the trade yesterday from Carson Wentz to the commanders, as Jack pointed out, why not maybe wait to, you know, see if they release him or not. But they didn't give up any first. They gave up a couple seconds and things of that nature, not like the Russell Wilson trade, which, by the way, that's been getting a ton of play. And he... um a lot of people have been saying that, you know, it, it, it helps Denver or not. I don't know. Sean Fox from Fox, um, I was going to say Fox and Friends or Fox and Company. Do we ever it figure out what matter. the name of your show is? I don't remember. Well, it's f- f- funny thing. At one time it was Fox. So you were half right. Now mm-hmm. it's just Sports Company. And I'm so lazy I just shorten it to The Company. The Company. Okay. Uh, yeah. sort of like when something is, you know, needs to be done, it's signed. Management or the management, which would be kind of along the same lines, right? You pick up what I'm putting down. I do. At Fox 4 Sports Talks, a way to follow you over on Twitter. Help me out here. What This whole quarterback thing is just crazy to me. Like, I see people posting, oh, it could be Jimmy G. It could be Teddy Two Gloves. I'm like, I, I think Jameis is where you go. And I know I keep hearing from people that the organization may not be totally in love with him and all that. But, Sean, I'm looking at uh, at the – you know, the bar here, for lack of a better analogy, I, I I think you need to be happy with Jameis if you can get him. Gus, I have just, – I'm just so happy we didn't even plan this. I have a list of probable available quarterbacks right now. You ready? Can I can I run through this list real quick? Sure Let's do one. it. That's why I have you on, you know. People Jameis, like you do, do the show prep for me. Jameis, Theodore Bridgewater III, uh, Garoppolo, Jordan Love, Deshaun Watson, question mark, Marcus Mariota, Mitchell Trubisky, Dalton, Fitty, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and let's throw in three potential first-round quarterbacks in Willis, Pickett, and Corral. Which, let's take the three rookies out of there. Of all those potentially available quarterbacks, which one is flawless? None. <laughs> the bar's not very high, is it? <laughs> Here's the, here's the other aspect that I want, I want to throw in just to what you just said because you gave a great point. But of all those quarterbacks, then, then let, let's do this, right? We, it's almost like a CSI thing here where you start like, you know, scratching off some names based on this. Of the names you just gave me, who were starting quarterbacks a year ago whose teams have either moved on or want to move on from them? Of the names you just gave me. Um, who were Garoppolo? Okay. Went, That's uh, the list. I think. All right. Well, Mitch Trubisky, right? The Bears pieced well, him out. Yeah, but he was a backup last year. In all right. Okay. Uh, look, here, let, let, let's, let's go. Teddy first. Two Gloves right. was a starter, Teddy and Denver two, done one him. He was. He was. Um, <laughs> Dalton kind of was. Um, Love started a game. Deshaun is in purgatory. Dude, dude the, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Love. They. they they gave Aaron Rodgers fifty million to stay. <laughs> Gus, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. Here, here's here's my point. Okay. I do think Jameis is the best of of this list. Mm-hmm. But look, look, hey, Jameis was a former first first overall pick who lost his job. Obviously, he's rehabilitated his career in New Orleans, but Tampa was willing to let him go away. Who was the second pick in that draft? Mariota. 
He went became a pretty decent backup quarterback with, with the Raiders. Trubisky, first-round pick, ended up being a backup. Dalton ended up being a backup. Jimmy Bridgewater, who I like, ended up being a backup. Garoppolo. I am, by the way, if you had to ask me who would I prefer, it is Jameis. I am higher on Jimmy G than most guys. Why do you think there's so much animosity? And and when we hear Garoppolo, it's like, oh, Garoppolo sucks. I don't think he sucks. Uh Now, do I think he's great? Uh I have been a Saints fan my whole life. There have been a hell of a lot worse quarterbacks than Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback in that organization. Right. Maybe that's what it is. I I know I, I was lucky enough to see the Breeze years like everybody in the listening audience, but I still have PTSD from bad quarterback playing the week. Okay. I'm like, I see people on social media like Garoppolo. Ooh, I'm kind of like, eh, I've seen worse. I, I, I guess one of the main reasons is I just can't get past the fact this current head coach doesn't want him. Well, I mean that's true, but when he was, did it, did he not bring that team to the Super Bowl in 2019? Again, say, again, again, what what did his organization do? They went and drafted a young quarterback early okay, in the draft, right. and they're willing to trade him. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Didn't the San Diego Chargers have Drew Brees and decided yeah. to draft Phillip Rivers? Yeah, he had shoulder surgery. Didn't Joe Montana have it uh, on the Niners and they brought in Steve Young? I'm just okay. saying this isn't a precedent. Okay. Right. By the way, I don't think Garoppolo is anywhere near as good as this guy. Okay. To I, I was going to say, because if he becomes the same starting quarterback, what I I'm hearing is essentially you're terrible. going to go get a tattoo of his name. I, mean, I, that's I don't I think you win because of Garoppolo, but I don't <laughs> think you lose. Like, this is now a team that's based on defense. Okay, if he had to and pick one of the young quarterbacks, who would it be? If he had to pick one? Of the young ones? Yes. Of the, the ones in the first potential first rounds, yes. Small hands. You like picking, huh? See, I like Corral, man. I do too. No, no, no. I like Corral a lot too, and I, I, I was anti Willis because I saw him play in Monroe, and maybe that's not fair. And I saw him like three or four times in the season, and I was just like, man, I don't get it. But all these draft analysts mm-hmm. seem to like him. Um, he had a great combine, and then I don't know if you touched on this on your show because we talk about so much negative stuff. The fact that he took time, nobody's watching, and I, they, there was a video of some, some people at lunch when he was in Indy, and he stopped and gave money to a homeless person. He didn't do it because he was looking for publicity. He just did it because he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. That kind of won me over as well. He gets it. Yep. And I think he'd be a good leader in the organization. So I'm, I am definitely climbing on the Willis family. I, I would say I would be more Willis if this team was a little different and it had a younger, if a different head coach, if, if this team was resetting, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, but I, 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 I think because this team win. has essentially a playoff caliber roster <laughs> that – you, it, you know, and if I had my quarterback already, I might even do that. Sit down and 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 you know and go that route. So I don't know. Um, Can I ahead. ask you a question? I always ask. I always feel like I inter- end up interviewing you on your own show. You That's fine. On interview. Do you feel like Jameis Winston became the big winner of what's happened over the last few days? Because I feel like his market value is going up, and the asking price is going up now. Because I think he might be the most eligible quarterback out there. Yeah, but again, I think yes, and and I also would. I wouldn't say a caution. I just I wonder where some of these like Pittsburgh. What what is Pittsburgh doing? Are, are they really going to go Mason Rudolph or draft a young? Do no, they go gonna, pick they're it? They're going to bring in one of these guys. They're yeah, right. Do they bring a young guy and just start the season with Rudolph, who is a, a veteran NFL quarterback? They at least know What's they can start do? the season. Right? He's not going to go with. What's Tampa doing? Who's Tampa going with? 
Not Trask. He's not going to end up back at Tampa, is he? No, I don't think so. I, I, I think when, I think one thing that I saw last year, and I think it's one of the things that kind of prevent people from saying all in on Jameis, is the turnover thing, you know, cause I think they've been conditioned to it too. The guy didn't turn the ball over nearly as much as everybody thought he did or anybody else in the league. He didn't. His touchdown interception ratio was actually pretty good. He was five and two as a starter. I just think coming into last season, him and everybody else have been so conditioned to, here comes a pick that they, they sort of feel like it's just, it's at, at any moment it's going to come. And I understand the, it's God's plan touchdown pass he threw in Carolina didn't help either. But I think part of that, Sean, was a mental conditioning by Sean Payton and everybody else to not turn the ball over. Don't intercept it. Don't throw a bad pass. Make the right decision. Like the guy never really looked like he just played free. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm looking at this list and I see guys who you're begging. Like, hey, don't screw it up. All these guys, except mm-hmm. for one, mm-hmm. James. I, I feel like if there's one guy on the list of available quarterbacks who's like, we're down and we need to start shutting this ball to win the football game, yeah. he is the only guy on this list, I think, who can do it. Well, and then there was Jimmy G, that one career drive to knock the Saints out the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, Garoppolo's okay, Gus. I'm just I, trying to say he's okay. I know, I but I, I, I guess what I'm looking at like this. He, he would have to be night and day better for me to trade what San Francisco is going to want for him. If he was a free agent, this is a different conversation. Wouldn't but you'd have to third, trade for a him. Third. Yeah. A third-round pick. You wouldn't give up a third for Jimmy G? Let's, uh, let's take James Again, out of James I, is not available. You, you mentioned the guy was in a Super Bowl, and the team can't wait to get rid of him. Like 170% of his games. I'm just like, I just got a text. Somebody says, go get Matt Ryan. That's it. It's all the time I got for this. At Fox for Sports Talks, the way to follow Mr. Sean Fox. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the phone call. So, pleasure's all mine. See I'll see you later this week. Quick break. Ali Cosell next on ESPN New Orleans. It's conference championship week in college basketball, and FanDuel Sportsbook has an offer you don't want to miss. Right now, new customers can place their first college basketball bet risk-free, and if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back. Bet college basketball any way you like. I like Nichols to win the Southland Conference. I think that they're the best team in the Southland Conference, and I think that they have a gear that no one else in the league has. If you want a sleeper bet, I think LSU is more than capable of making noise in the SEC tournament. But look, with FanDuel, there are so many options. There's live betting, there's big promotions like Odd Boost, and there's truly something for everyone. For a couple of sleeper bets, I like Virginia to make a run in the ACC tournament. And in the Big 12, I like the defending national champion Baylor Bears, who are playing some really good basketball at the right time of the season. I like them to win their conference tournament. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. The app is so easy to use, they're always hooking you up with great odds. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and sign up with promo code KLRZ to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's promo code KLRZ. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. 
That's FanDuel Sportsbook. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Market starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Market. It tastes like home. That man's got some stones. He is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but that's the way the NBA season goes. You know, injuries are part of the game. Other players got to step up and be ready to play and, and take advantage of, you know, potentially more opportunities. And I think it puts us all in a position to, to have to figure things out. And I think that's where we're at, just trying to figure things out, uh, try to come up with some wins. That is C.J. McCullen following last night's 108-62 loss. Mr. Ali Kosell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, joins us. Sir, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing well, Gus. How about yourself? You know what? The, I have the windows open here at the Cattengale Hacienda. The weather is beautiful. I'm looking forward to going to pick up the little guy with the windows down, sunroof. Now, I'm trying to find the, the, the positive things in life, man, and... You know what? The Lakers lost and the Trailblazers lost, so nobody kind of changed ground last night after the Pelicans lost. Yeah, that's exactly right. If anybody just looks at the standings, you see a whole bunch of L's sitting on streaks when you look at every team, starting with actually the Lakers, as you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. going all the way down to all the way to the bottom, with, of course, the exception being the Rockets, who are the ones that beat the Lakers in a magnificent win, right? (laughs) It was. Um Let's handicap the situation around the Pels. Can the Lakers turn it around? You know, I honestly don't think so. I mean, they're on an on a stretch where for was it? It's been about two months where right. they've just been in funk, and of course they haven't had Anthony Davis for some games, and he's still out. But they were also missing LeBron James. But look, in the past when LeBron's played, the Lakers have usually been at least over five hundred. They've been anything but since, I want to say, the second week of January. Mm-hmm. Um, they've only won like six or seven games since that time. So it's hard to see them turning around, especially when you start listening to comments. You know, Carmelo Anthony um, kind of was dejected, I heard, in post-game. And, you know, and you can just read their body language out there on the course. So I'm not sure. You know, you want to buy because you never want to not believe LeBron James can't do something. But, you know, yeah. he's hitting that age. And, and you've got to point out the fact. He's not healthy, Gus. He yeah. looks like he's really laboring on his bad knee out there. So I honestly don't see it. But the Pelicans, of course, they've still got to take care of business, right? right. Can't be dropping the games like they did last night to the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I mean, it's remarkable. Triple-double last night for LeBron. 50-point game this past weekend on at sore knee. Westbrook actually had 30 points. They still lost. But the thing is, and I played um, – Brian, um, Brian Windhorse's remarks from this morning, and he's like, they went from 1 to 17 in team defense from a year ago where they are. Guys like Caruso and other guys, they matter, right? Contavious, Caldwell, Pope, all that. Mm-hmm. Th- those, I mean, it was a better team all the way around. That fit just doesn't work. So as I'm looking and projecting, I'm not only seeing basketball reasons why I don't know if they win many more games. Also, you know what? The, the, the game before last night, they're showing Russell Westbrook watching in the paint as the shots are going up and around and he's not hustling or moving or even trying to rebound a ball. Last night, there's a couple of, of you know, videos on Twitter, I'm sure you saw Ollie, of LeBron James 
missing a shot or Westbrook missing a shot. He's just watching and doesn't hustle back on defense or doesn't even try to get the rebound. There's just a, a team chemistry and attitude problem over there right now that I think that prevents them. Yeah, that, that is the biggest thing because the body language, the stories, watching them play, it all adds up to one yeah. thing. And it feels like they've kind of, you know, already tuned out on the rest of this season. Yeah. Look, I know LeBron still wants to make the playoffs, and a lot of them want to win, but exactly how much effort are they putting in the games? Well, I think their play speaks for itself. I mean, dropping the games not only just to the Rockets last night, but they before that they lost to the Spurs. So even though they had a nice win over the uh, Warriors, that's really been it. Um, so, yeah, Gus, they're going the wrong way, and that's for the Pelicans. That's a good comparison to make is because the Pelicans usually get up for every game. Whether they win or not, it doesn't matter. You know, these last two games have been kind of an aberration where mm-hmm. they got blown out. And, of course, they didn't respond in the following game. But that might be really the only time I can remember them doing it all year, following that kind of uh, uh, game plan, but not the Lakers. So one last thing we got to point out about the Lakers, they have the hardest remaining schedule yeah. left out there. Okay predominantly over 500 teams they have uh, got left on their schedule. I swear in New Orleans, out of their 16 remaining matchups, only five have winning records. So trailing by one and a half games in the standings, you look, you feel like they're going to make up that ground sooner or later before the season's over. So, Ollie, I think the Blazers, too, I, they've gotten just hammered the last several times. I think it's the Spurs. You got them twice next Friday and then March 26. You got to win those two games against them. San Antonio's a team that's not going to go away. The graph calls them the pop roaches because like cockroaches, you can't kill them. They're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> but before we get to that, that, that next Friday's game, which would be the earliest that Brandon could come back, everyone talked about it yesterday. They're going to have to adjust. Green, adjustment, CJ, we're going to have to figure it out. Jonas, we'll have to find a way. How, man? I'm looking around. Tony Snell, zero points in 31 minutes. Where? What can this team do in the next three games to try to win? I- Without Brandon, Ingram. yeah, I think I think Willie's got to change up that starting lineup. He was hoping Tony Snell could step right in the Brandon Ingram shoes, but mm-hmm. you know what? They need another playmaker out there. It's, it can't just be CJ McCollum, and especially we saw with Jonas Valanciunas getting up that slow start. There was nobody giving any points. I mean, Jonas scored his first two. I want to say with two and a half minutes left in the first half, Jackson only had one bucket. And he did nothing else. Same thing mm-hmm. with Tony Snell. So you can't have three of your five guys out there not giving you anything. Like I said, you just watched the game, and, and, and C.J. felt like he was on an island. I know Herb, they did make one adjustment. After the first timeout, Willie suddenly had Herb handling the ball a lot more, right? But you really want to rely on Herb to kind of step in those B.I. shoes? No. So I right. think what they've got to do is honestly bring Devontae Graham maybe back into that starting lineup. At least somebody that, you know, has filled that role before where he will shoot the open shot, he'll keep the floor spaced enough for you, and he'll, he'll, he can do some secondary playmaking. But if not him, I don't know, maybe maybe throwing something on the wall like, say, Najee Marshall, right, how hard he plays, and maybe he could get something going in transition. But either way, you can't have Tony, who just likes to stay on the perimeter, Jackson, who needs to be fed, right, those lobs. You can't have so many guys that are just dependent on somebody making a play for him in that starting lineup. Zion's supposed to be back, right, on the bench per Willie Green, and he's part of the team and things of that nature, and you're going to start seeing him being integrated a little bit more. Do you have any kind of hope that you think maybe final week, two weeks of the season, he at least gives you some minutes? Is that something that would make sense or or not, I, I guess, you know, can, to, to see if he can give me 12 to 15 minutes? Or do you not play him unless he's 100% healthy and he can play a full game? 
You know, Gus, I would hope that he could. I mean, he's had all this time off, and he's been rehabbing, and he looks good, right, weight-wise, condition-wise. The fact of the matter is he's just starting at ground level in terms of, especially with the Pelicans on ramping up. Right, he's not even doing one O type of workouts where he's running on the on court with anybody. True. I mean, he's just now supposed to this week start. I think full weight bearing exercises. So with a month left in the season, you know, it's just awfully hard to be optimistic, right? That he's going to jump every single hurdle that you know is standing there before the season's out. So no, I, I wish I could be more hopeful, but no, I don't expect to see him in a regular season. The best case scenario for me, honestly, is, is the playoffs, and not even the playing tournament. Okay. Something like six weeks or so down the road, that would give you know the Pelicans and Zion a chance to get on the court. Holly Cosell from the Bird Rice, Editor-in-Chief. Uh, I'll leave with this. I do think it's going to be interesting to see the next couple of games. They all feel like playoff games here as well. Hopefully it can bounce back tomorrow against Charlotte. When you look ahead to that meeting, that's been a team that they probably thought they were going to be a little further along than than they were this year, huh? I mean, is it? I mean, they're in the play-in right now at ninth, but has it been a disappointing team at thirty-two and thirty-five from last season? I think absolutely. I mean, they weren't expecting to make as much noise as they did last year, and I know they finished under five hundred last year as well, but. You figure with Miles Bridges having another year in his belt, Lamelo not being a rookie anymore, um, and just the, the rest of the young guys would have come back together. Now, granted, Gordon Hayward's missed a lot of time. I think that's really hard them. and they've had some other key injuries as well. But you know, a lot of teams have been suffering through injuries, and some are handling it better than others. And yeah, I, I can honestly say Charlotte has not done as well. So that's a gettable game, right? They're not even playing well. I think they're three and seven over the last ten. And normally, Charlotte gives New Orleans some problems, but you just hope that they won't this time because they're not playing, like I said, very well. And if New Orleans can find, if Willie Green can find a workable rotation, right, where he's got somebody scoring at all times and the ball isn't stagnant in one person's hands, then I think they'll be fine. They should be able to beat the Rockets, right? They just got their big win off their chest against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Charlotte's limping. So you hope they can at least grab these two wins before facing Phoenix. Ali, as always, man, appreciate the time. And you know what? Anytime the Lakers lose, it is a chuckle. It's just, man, it's just crazy to see that, that going down the way it is with the effort. But hey, I'm okay with it, man. And did I see that right last night? Josh Hart was a minus 32 or 23 or something like that in the third quarter on the floor. Yeah, I saw that. That's, I feel sorry for Josh. Let's be honest. Nobody else out there that should be playing that typically would be playing big minutes. Portland right now is playing. So he's out on an island. You gotta wonder when they're gonna shut him down too. Mm. Do you think the Lakers shut down LeBron? I think LeBron will shut himself down if it comes to that. But I could see it happening, right? Say the Pelicans passed them in the standings and they're still playing, you know, below five hundred ball. Right. Well, even with two weeks left in the season, I could probably see it happening. At least, mm. you know, maybe some management where he misses the game and then come back to another game. But something like that, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Ali, as always, man, appreciate the time you give us, bud. Absolutely. Anytime, Gus. And let's hope they turned around. Getting out of the All-Star break was fun, but these last three games, whew, reality doesn't feel so good. I hope this isn't a new reality. Yeah, no doubt about that. At O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L, Mr. Ali Kosell, Editor-in-Chief of The Bird Rights. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Open phone lines next. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, it's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. First tighten up on the drum. Come on now, drummer. Always on the run and short on cash, 
With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. At Wendy's, March is Madness. With our breakfast baconator. Sausage, egg, and Swiss croissant. Both made with fresh cracked eggs. Or even a honey butter chicken biscuit. And we're just getting warmed up. Get 50% off the official breakfast of March Madness when you order through the Wendy's app. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. For a limited time, participating Wendy's via app offer only. Account registration required. No discount applies to taxes or fees. Not valid with any other offer. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, we've been talking about the Pels. Wouldn't laugh about the Lakers. That's fine. Also, legal tampering. Getting closer. Monday, 11 a.m. Monday, 11 a.m. is when you can start contacting these free agents and offering deals. Coming to an agreement in principle. Can't put ink to paper until Wednesday the 16th. That is the start of the new league year. And it's 4 o'clock Eastern. But I still think Monday we will know about the Saints quarterback situation. I, I have a hard time thinking that... Um. By the end of our show at three, I think Matt Moscone is going to mention it in his opening segment. I, I just, be, be because of this, th- there's only so many teams out there that would be an option for Jameis. And I'm just, I'm just using him for starters. I think, again, using what Mickey Loomis said, if he is an option for the Saints, there's going to be an offer. Maybe there's a counter offer, but I mean, you're not going to not know if you're going after him or not. This was Mickey Loomis on the fourth, six days ago at the combine. We're approaching it, you know, with a sense of urgency. That's for sure. Um, but look, we, you know, hopefully we can we can get something done with, um, you know, with one of the guys that's available, and, and Jameis is certainly. Uh, an option for us, and, and hopefully we're an option for him as well. So, um, yeah, we'll just you know we'll, we'll go through the process here and see what happens. 
so you heard the very beginning. We're approaching it with a sense of urgency. I just, I have a hard time buying that if that first phone call isn't to Jameis, it's to somebody else, or you get an idea that Winston's going to be priced out of what you want to go. And, and, and the reason why I say I'm not, I don't think price is going to be the issue because you're, you're hoping you're thinking he's going to be a starting quarterback. If you're trading for Jimmy G, that's pricey, giving up draft picks. Right? I just don't know where else you would go, honestly. I think for the Teddy Bridgewater contingent, because I know some Saints fans that still love them some Teddy Two Gloves. Again, I'm not being disrespectful. There was an organization that was willing to sign him to be a starter, Carolina. Mid-season, Matt Rule was talking trash about him. And he can't, you know, if we, if we had a quarterback that can score in the red zone, got rid of him after a year. Denver, come on over here, buddy. We're looking for a starting quarterback. You're exactly what we need. Your two gloves be perfect in the Maha City. Mid-season, people didn't care for Teddy Two Gloves. Ready to move on after one year. I, what would makes you think that that's where you want to go? But Gus, they're two different teams. Carolina has no direction, no path. That injuries with McCaffrey. The Broncos, yeah, the same Broncos team that now all of a sudden is the Super Bowl favorite or contending team because of Russell Wilson. Have you noticed that this week? All anybody talks about is how great the Broncos' defense is, how young and exciting those running backs are, young receiving core Jerry Judy, yet still Teddy Two Gloves is being run out of town. You want him? I'm not I'm not ripping the guy. I loved his time here. It was great. Biking to the Dome. and But T- Teddy Two Gloves is, he's Trevor Simeon. He's Trevor Simeon. Can you manage the game? Try not to throw me a pick. Every now and then, can you please just push the ball over 15 yards? That's Teddy Two Gloves. You're right back where you were. You might as well just re-sign Trevor Simeon. Am I being that disrespectful? I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying. I, I, is that what you want? I, I need a playmaker. Have you seen the quarterbacks? I mean, the discussion that they have had on Russell Wilson nationally. Oh, man, look at the guys he has to meet just in his division. Carr and Herbert and Mahomes and, and, and all that. You know, and you got Burrow and then... You know, I, I hear you. Yeah, at some point you gotta beat them. That's how I have to think if I'm the Saints. I need a guy that can at least try to throw the ball down the field, can be dynamic, can make some plays. I need that. That's not Teddy Two Gloves. Bless his heart. I, that's, I, you know, again, Teddy Two Gloves is my option if Jameis signs elsewhere, if Garoppolo is traded to the Colts, then maybe that's my option, or do you sign him to be your backup and you go with Taysom? I don't know. Dowin, a.k.a. General D this morning. Carolina's looking for a second-round pick for Christian McCaffrey. Would you make the phone call? Now that cap, 17 mil. <laughs> it's intriguing because here's something that a lot of people aren't talking about. Now, I, I know I know you don't know, but that's the problem. You don't know, but what if? The what you don't know, but what if scenario and situation with Alvin Kamara. Now, Marshawn Lattimore gotten into an issue with police with the gun and nothing came of it. Deontay Harris got arrested for deal. He did get suspended. Remarkably, towards the end of the season. I, anyway, I think it's just ridiculous. But David Onyemata, again, you don't know, but you missed six games for 
PEDs. The point is this. I don't know. Alvin could not miss a minute. What if he misses two? I can live with what I got. What if he misses four? This is different. If he misses six, if he misses six games, does that affect how you think in free agency next week? Does that affect how you think in the draft? Regardless, do the Saints need help in that backfield? They went out and got Mark Ingram to try to help out. Do the Saints need to think about that backfield as well? Uncle Earl, thank you for calling the show, sir. How are you in this beautiful Thursday before Arctic conditions show up tomorrow night in New Orleans? What's up, Uncle Earl? Hello, Uncle Earl. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey. Hey, hey, I'm ready to get the grill going today, man. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Oh, man. Hey, Mm -hmm. Goose, uh, and I I heard rumbling uh, about Jimmy G uh, this morning and then also listening to 870 last night. Your your personal, your uh, opinion, professional opinion, out of him and Jameis, who would you – who would you rather? I mean, who would you rather? And do, and do we, if we do get him, Goose, do we have to give up something for him? How, how is that? Yes. No. How yeah. Is- He's under contract. So you have to trade for Jimmy G. You just have to sign Jameis Winston. So that's a big difference right then and there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. B. I, again, I personally would pick Jameis on this aspect of it. They both can be turnover prone. Right, so that's an even Steven sort of thing. I mean, my, the the one thing that if you follow again, go look up on Twitter. Do you have Twitter, Uncle Earl? No, I do not. Okay, um, you can still think go search on the app and go look at it. You don't even have to have your account, but go do it. It's fun. Grant Cohen, or just Google Grant Cohen Jimmy G tweets. He he covers the Forty ers for Sports Illustrated. I have never seen a reporter dislike or not care for a player more than Grant Cohen. It could be first quarter, 13 minutes and 13 seconds left, second play of the game, Jimmy G throws an incompletion and he's killing him. I mean, he (laughs) cannot stand him. To the point where earlier this week he said the team that trades for Jimmy G will be the stupidest team in NFL history. Like, he can't stand him, okay? And part of the reason, and I'm bringing this up, is because in a lot of his game day tweets is, decision-making, turnovers in the red zone and in zone to the point where literally Kyle Shanahan, offensive mastermind, offensive genius, literally takes the ball out of his hands. They won a playoff game with him where they ran, I think, every play, almost, right? They didn't, like, throw a pass or something like that. Oh, it was yeah. You remember that? Now, yeah. oh, keep yeah. in mind, yeah. keep in mind, he was the quarterback when he went to the Super Bowl. Keep in mind, the following year, they, tra- they they drafted Trey Lance. Keep in mind, they went to the playoffs this year. Keep in mind, they want to trade him. So if that team doesn't think he can win with, with, mind you, very nice talent, at receiver, running back, a good defense, if they think he's not helping them win, is what, 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 what Pete Carmichael's going to figure it out? And I'm not ripping Pete Carmichael. I'm just saying. I mean, that's, that's a good point. Dude. You know what I'm saying? And again, a lot of it is also based off of leadership issues. 
that people, you know, how many people are you finding defend the guy? And what you found day one of Jameis Winston since he got here is everyone loves the guy, at least in the locker room. So, you know, I, I think when I start comparing these kind of apples to those kind of oranges, um, cost, leadership, trust, I, I, I go in that direction. I go with James. Hey, hey Goose, one other thing, uh, and I don't think Tate, look, I love Tate and Hill. He's not going to, I wouldn't want him as my starting quarterback. No disrespect. I love him as a, a player and a person and for the community. One other thing, Goose, Jameis knows the, the offense. Even though Sean's gone, Correct. I'm sure they're going to kind of run the same thing a little bit with well, Jimmy it, G. It's literally, in. no, it's not, not, look, it's literally what Dennis Allen said. Dennis Allen said it. He's like, look, uh, there's not been much change. Continuity was a big thing that he wanted to keep in his staff. So, no, that's another great point you bring up. What? Why am I going to go get somebody that needs to learn the system when literally I can just re-sign a guy that knows the system that hopefully will have a healthier line, hey, go, won't lose go. the center? You, you, think, you, think, you think the Saints are scared uh, because of the injury if he's not going to be 100% or no. seem like guys are getting back faster yeah. and healthier now? No, you're seeing yeah. him throw and it's March. I don't think there's – Joe Burrow played in the Super Bowl this year. That's right. That's right. Wow. Hey, Goose, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy this beautiful day, baby. I will. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the phone call. Quick break. We come back. Final segments to Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. You know Randy, right? Research Randy? Yeah, you know Randy. That guy could spend a week researching which brand of underwear to buy. I went with him to look at diamonds. Uh, how did you survive it? I told him to go to every store and visit every website, and then I'd go with him to Ramsey's. Ha, <laughs> so you cheated. Yeah, I cheated. I didn't want to have to go to 20 stores. How long did it take him to realize Ramsey's is the place to buy diamonds? Keep in mind that by the time Randy got to Ramsey's, he had heard blah, blah, blah from everyone else in town. So what happened when he got to Ramsey's? When our boys saw that Ramsey's has every size and every color and every clarity of diamond from Diamond Mines yeah. and all the same choices in created diamonds, yeah. plus every style of engagement ring that everyone else had, plus that many more that no one else had. Dude, I've been to Ramsey's. His eyebrows shut up an inch and a half and he started to hyperventilate. <laughs> he bought from Ramsey's, right? Of course he did. Research Randy is annoying, but he's not an idiot. <laughs> Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Great news for our video poker players, Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Oh, big 
talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. <sighs> I love that. Jim Moore back in the day had a, a, a fun saying. <laughs> you you guys really don't know when it's good or bad, when it comes right down to it. Will you make a promise to us? Will you tell us when it's good? And I'm promising you right now that you don't know when it's good or bad. You really don't know. Because you don't know what we're trying to do. You guys don't look at the films. You don't know what happened. You really don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. And you never will. It is Jim Moore. I think that was at Daniels, huh? Will you let us know when it's good? Will you let us know when it's bad? I think we have a pretty good idea. I will say this. There's always been that relationship with coaches and media or what they believe fans. I, Jim Hazard, bless his heart. I mean, it was fun to talk to Hazard, but I, he was one of those coaches. Fans are stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. Here's the thing. I think today, with so many different ways to not only watch the game, catch the game again, game pass, whatever, look it up, quote-unquote, we can do home film, we can look at games again, we can pause it on DVRs and actually look at it. I think we're a little smarter, a little more um, into it as well than perhaps we used to in the past because I think you can, um, you know, grab the game. It's more accessible now than I, than I was probably before. You, you probably did have to rely on reporters or the paper the next day, things that ain't where I think now you have 24-hour networks, you have highlights throughout the day, I can go consume it, so many different versions and ways, pause it, relive it, analyst, bloggers, podcast, videocast, all of that. that I, I, I think it's pretty hard to try to get past a lot of people. Now, look, again, that doesn't mean, you, you know, as Jim Moore was saying, what the game plan is, what it was supposed to be, or why it wasn't executed. I mean, that's, that is a very true thing that it can be. 800-998-1003. Got a few more minutes here before we wrap up and give it to Matt Musconan after further review. But a couple of things from the national scene this morning on some of the things that, uh, you're going to look at today. It'll be a storyline tomorrow. The 76ers and, uh, the Nets. That's tonight in Philly. Ben Simmons not expected to play. His back is hurting. Um, but he's going to be on the bench. I, I wonder, you know it's going to be the opening scene of the highlights, right? The ooh, and you know, but I wonder how much it's going to be tolerated. Or well, what's that line? Because Philly fans going to give it to him. I mean, Philly fans are going to absolutely use language. Now, is there a magic language or a, lang- a magic word that gets some fans tossed tonight? That's what we needed to do. I should have gotten Rafael Esparza. I should text him. Over, under, number of Philly fans that get ejected from tonight's game. There is somebody that's showing up tonight to absolutely verbally assault Ben Simmons, right? You know that. Here's Brian Windhorst. This trade is its probably one of the most consequential trades of the last 25 years. And we may even push it back. I'm just saying that to because I haven't studied like back in the 80s to be able to, to give it. Because not only does this affect the legacies of these players, as you mentioned, Durant, Harden, Kyrie. It affects the coaches. It affects the front offices. It affects uh, the owners who signed off on this deal. These teams are just down the road for each other. 
they're going to begin competing for each other for championships right now for the next few years. It's one. Of, it's just the stakes on this thing are huge. And the interpersonal situations, as you mentioned, Jay, with Harden having broken up with those guys with, when they could have had something absolutely incredible, it is, there is so much skin in the game. This is just an appetizer. It should be a heck of an appetizer. This is just the beginning. Mm. Should be interesting. Um, I, I hung up on Jordan. Well, I didn't hang up on I me. Mean, it was the top of the hour, but. His parting shot was, what about Mitch Trubisky to the Saints? Adam Schefter. There's been some speculation out there that the New York Giants with Brian Dayball, their new general manager, Joe Shane, all the Buffalo connections. There has been some talk that the Giants could be interested in you, although I personally don't think that they'll be able to afford you because they can't offer you the starting job initially. I think you're going to be brought in as a starter. But when I say to the New York Giants to you, yeah, I think of uh, Coach Dayball right away just because my connection with him in Buffalo. I'm excited to see what he does in New York, really. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I know whatever he does there, he's going to do a great job with that offense. Uh, he's a great leader of men. Uh, he's just real and authentic with all the guys, and I think that's why so many people respected him in our building. There he is, Mitch Trubisky. Kind of sound like I'd love to go to New York there, huh? Be interesting. Um, one of the other things I, I found interesting yesterday in the last two days with the Russell Wilson trade and then um, – a lot of the, uh, there are just some people that just don't buy Russ as one of the top quarterbacks in, in the league or not. And where would you go, Justin Herbert or Russell Wilson, in that own division? Like they, they're all saying that he's the fourth best quarterback in the AFC West. Keyshawn. Russell Wilson is a is a really good quarterback in this league and a future Hall of Famer. There's no question about it. He was put in the right situation after he beat out Matt Flynn and went to two Super Bowls, won one, lost one, because they tried to win it with him. Since then, it's just been, you know, some success and big yardage early seasons, early in the season, things of that nature. You're talking about over the next five years. If Dan Orlowski said over the next two years, I would say, okay, yeah, I I can believe in that. But over the next five, Russell Wilson's not going to be the same guy. He's going to eventually start to erode. Where Justin Herbert, I can only see where he's ascending and continue to elevate his game. They just signed Mike Williams back. The Denver Broncos don't have a Mike Williams or a Keenan Keenan Allen. They don't have that at the receiver position. So I just I don't know that that is true over the next five years. You would rather have Russell Wilson over Justin Herbert. Because Justin Herbert, man, if if Brandon Staley does anything good, Justin Herbert is going to find himself in a Super Bowl real soon. Wow. There you go. Well, that'll bring an end to our show. Matt Mastone after further reviews up next. We'll see you on Friday in the Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.